welcome to our Hare Krishna, welcome to our Sunday class. Um, it is May 30th, 2021, and I am in uh, on Earth. I'm still on Earth. So uh, we have some interesting verses today, so let's begin. Uh, we're starting with 1-11-20, first canto, chapter 11, text 20. Again, this is Krishna entering Dwarka, and I think these verses are very interesting to see what the culture was like, what, not daily life, because this is a very special event, but just what the external culture was like. So this verse says, Nata Nartaka Gandharva Sutta Magadavandina Gayanti Chotama Shloka Charitanya Bhutani Cha. So uh, all these people are singing. There's a list of uh, actually six different groups. Nata, Nartaka, Gandharva, Sutta, Magadavandya. So these are six different groups and uh, they're all singing. They're all singing. So... Uh, Nutta, actually, I wrote some of these down because they're very synonymous. These, these words are, are very, very synonymous, but there are perhaps subtle differences between, between the groups. So uh, first of all, the first group is Sutta. Uh, no, not the first group. The first group is actually Nutta. Nutta means an actor or a dancer or a mime, a mime like Charlie Chaplin, someone who... Um, you know, acts without speaking, just makes you understand everything just by gestures and, and bodily movements. So uh, that's Nata. And then Nartika is a dancer or a singer or an actor. So again, there's overlap because both Nata and Nartika can mean a, a, uh, a dancer or an actor, but Nartika also can mean a singer or a herald. A herald in English, is uh, an official messenger bringing news. So, so, so you can imagine there were heralds, there were uh, people who were just announcing that Krishna's coming, he's now past the, the city gate or something. So people are kind of like the news, you know, like a newscaster, because just like now, if there's some important event, they'll do live coverage on the news. So they had live coverage. And the these people, uh, Suttas, Nutta, Nartika, some of them were sort of broadcasting without the equipment, but they were just broadcasting to the uh, the people. Krishna has now come this far and he's turning to the right or whatever. So... Um, Nata Nartika Gandharva. Gandharva, of course, are the Gandharvas. Uh, here Prabhupada translates it, celestial singers. So there were celestial singers. We can imagine how beautiful that must be. Sutta. The word sutta is interesting because uh, a sutta, sorry, if you, I don't know how to stop that noise from coming in. Actually, I do know how to stop it. I'm going to uh, quit. What's that? So, um, suttas are in the dictionary, it can be a charioteer. A sutta can be a charioteer, a driver, 
a groom. Anyway, there's all kinds of technical words. Uh, especially an attendant on a king who in earlier literature is often mentioned together with the, the king. And the, so, so this, it was a royal herald announcing things or a bard, a, a, a poet, a minstrel, whose business was to proclaim the heroic actions of the king and his ancestors while he drove his chariot to battle or on state occasions, official government events, and who therefore had to know by heart portions of the epic poems and ancient ballads. He is the son of a kshatriya by a brahmani. And of course, the most famous one is Roma Harshana. And the person that we call Sutta Goswami, Sutta is actually a title, uh, just like Vyasa is also a title. Uh, Vyasa's name was actually Dvaipayana, but he is the Vyasa. And Krishna says in the Bhagavatam that there, he says that Dvaipayano hum Vyasa nam. So among Vyasas, again, it's a title, among people who come to different planets at different times to organize or divide the Vedas, among that group of people who are Vyasas, I am Dvaipayana. Uh, who is called that because he was born on an island, Dwipa. So from Dwipa, Dwipayana. So similarly, Sutta, we we say Sutta Goswami, and actually it is a title Sutta. His name, family name was Rauma, R-A-U, Rauma Harshani, uh, because his father was Rama Harshana, who was killed by Balaram. So a Sutta typically is the son of a Kshatriya mother, and a, and a um, I'm sorry, a Kshatriya father and a Brahmani, a, uh, a, a, a his mother is a Brahmani, and so uh, that was the case of Roma Harshana, by the way. That's why Balram was offended. That not offended, he's God, but he took it seriously when Roma Harshana did not offer him respect. Because although he was a not really a pure Brahmana, still he was by allowed to assume that position to be the reciter, which was a very important position. So that is a sutta. And you can understand uh, that um, that where this comes from historically in, in history that was ancient, even at the time that Krishna appeared, that uh, when a king goes to battle, then who knows better than anyone what the king actually did? Well, obviously the person's driving his chariot. Who knows everything that the king did? And so naturally when they came back from the battle, assuming the king was still alive, uh, the sutta, the chariot driver, would then tell everybody this is what happened. So it, it sort of developed into a tradition. And even in the case of uh, Sutta Goswami from our Bhagavatam, uh, Sutta's ultimately describing the Supreme King or the Supreme Lord, who is Krishna. Clearly, he did not drive Krishna's chariot, but that's just the origin of these terms. So, um, so in Magadha, Magadha, of course, was a country. Uh, present day, roughly present day Bihar and in India, which is between Uttar Pradesh and West Bengal in North India. So, um, and it was also the the Magadha, the Magadhas had empires, the uh, Mauryan and 
Gupta empires roughly uh, several centuries before and after Christ. So, but Magadha can also mean, and it's, I'm not sure exactly how it came to mean this also, because originally, of course, it is a, uh, it's just someone from the country of Magadha, but it comes to mean the son of a Kshatriya mother and a Vaisha father. So a person who's a professional bard or panegyrist, professional praiser, glorifier of a king, often associated with Sutta and Bandin and so on. And so these are synonymous terms. Avandin, also mentioned here, Vandina, is someone who praises, Vandin is someone who praises, who honors. So clearly they're different names, so they had different functions. They did things in different ways. They were different groups, but they're kind of, in a very general sense, doing the same thing. They're glorifying Krishna. They're praising Krishna. You could say, well, why have professional people do this? Because they did it really well. They were brilliant at it. They were poetic. They were highly articulate. And uh, so as Krishna's coming, you have these very qualified, educated, uh, talented people beautifully praising Krishna. So, of course, it would be nice if we could hear them, what it was like 5,000 years ago, but they were highly accomplished poetically, linguistically. They knew the histories. They'd memorized beautiful poems and and let and uh and uh, ballads from the past so gayanti they're all singing the verb gayanti is for all six of them the nuttas the nartikas the gandharva suttas magadas and vandans so all of them are singing or praising and and what are they singing about or praising it's uh uttama shloka charitani the activities of uttama shloka krishna Uttama means ultimate, and shloka means a verse. So Krishna was praised by the ultimate verses, the highest verses, and they're praising his charitani, his activities, his deeds, adbhutani, which are wonderful. So that's what's going on here. And then Bhagavan's tatrabandhunam, poranam anuvartinam, yatavidyupasangamya sarveshangmanam adade. So Bhagavan, the Lord, Tatra, therein, in that situation, uh, was uh, Upasangamya. He was approaching everyone. So it doesn't mean he was just like walking this way and that way, but he was, you know, acknowledging everyone. And then in the next verse, we'll see how he was doing this, how he was acknowledging everyone. But he's approaching everyone because imagine he's coming down the royal road, the Raja Marga, the royal road, this, the Camino Real, as they say in Spanish. He's coming down this great highway into the city and everyone is there and he's acknowledging different groups uh, and reciprocating with them in different ways, as we'll think here in the next verse. Yata Vidhi, and he's doing it according to the protocol. There is an etiquette here. This is not just a bunch of people shouting and everything. There are strict rules. This is a very highly refined culture, developed culture. And according to all the rules and etiquette and protocols, Krishna is reciprocating, approaching different people, even taking a step towards them and so on. And so these people are Bandhunam, his, uh, his personal relatives, 
and, and close friends, Puranam, citizens, just like the word citizen from the word city. So from the word Pura, city, you get the word Pura, which means citizen. So Puranam, the citizens, and Uvartinam, all of the people who are following him, closely following him, and um, and Sarvesham, and to everyone, Manam Adade, he bestowed respect on everyone. He gave respect to everyone. Uh, so Krishna, I mean, obviously, if anyone anywhere has Brahma Bhuta vision to see everyone as spirit soul, it's God. And so he's honoring everyone. He's honoring everyone. The high, you know, high class and low class. So in the next verse, um, Rahwa, Abhi Vadana Ashlesha, Karasparsha, Smitekshanai, Ashwasya, very interesting. So vibhu, the last word in the in this verse is the subject of the sentence, vibhu, the Almighty. And pravwa is interesting because he bowed. It's just like a bow, you know, you can, like, as we say, offer obeisances. In other words, you can, the Sanskrit word is always just bow. But um, you can bow by actually going down on the ground, or you can just bow sort of in the European sense of nodding your head or you know, uh, bending your head in that way. And so that's what prahua means. It means Krishna was, he was making this motion. He was uh, bowing in, in that sense. Abhivadana, which is very interesting because it means uh, saluting. So just like in you know the military nowadays they salute. There's also you know you can touch your heart. I mean you know there's different ways in different military cultures to salute. But Krishna was saluting people. He was bowing his head. He was saluting his aslesha. Some people he went over and embraced. Karasparsha literally means hand touching, which Prabhupada translates shaking hands. So he was grasping pe people's hands. Smita smiling. Ikshanai glancing. And this is very interesting that Ashwasya, Ashwasya Chaspapa Kavyo. And Ashwasya, he was encouraging or enlivening, Cha means, and a, a, up to, or even including Swapa Kavyo, the dog eaters. Literally the dog cookers, actually. But so everyone from great sages to uh, fellow warriors, family members, even the so there were dog cookers back then. I mean, we had a class uh, just, I think maybe last time, about the prostitutes in Dwarka. Well, there are dog cookers. So all these people, I mean, you could say, well, don't you have to be a pure devotee to live in Dwarka when Krishna's there? But somehow Krishna's bringing all these people and giving them his mercy for different reasons. So it's an incredible variety of people here. And varais shabi matai ribu. And Vibhun, the Almighty, he was encouraging all these people by, uh, with boons, blessings, like granting them things. And cha abhimata, abhimata means what you really desire, what you're really longing for. And so the very boons that people were longing for, that they really desired, the Almighty was granting to them, even the dog cookers, or dog eaters, as it's usually translated. So uh, that's what's going on here.
And I think I will stop there. So we'll just do a, a, those few verses today. We did uh, four verses, which are very interesting. So let me take a look uh, to see if um, there are any questions. And uh, let's see. Good old stream yard here. Uh, so if you have any questions and also... Um, Nandalila, make sure uh, I don't miss the questions as I always miss some of the questions. It's not my fault. I feel completely innocent. It's just that I really look and I don't see any more questions. And then I go offline and immediately I'm informed that, oh, some new questions just came in. So that happens every time, actually. So, um, Again, thank you all. I don't see any questions. Thank you all for your comments. Um, oh, here's a question from the name here is, uh, oh, here's Leela Kara. Hare Krishna. We thank uh, you there. Uh, to the novice, how can one accept and or explain that Balaram killed Romaharshana Sutra for simply not showing respect? <laughs> uh, yeah, capital punishment. Uh, a crime, or, or, you know, they say the punishment should fit the crime. Romaharshana, by not honoring Balaram, was basically subverting or undermining the entire civilization. Because the whole purpose of human civilization is to come to know God, to serve God, not just out of piety and, you know, having the right kinds of feelings in your heart, but because he is the supreme government. He is your authority. You are part of him. And so to take that the highest position in Vedic culture, which is to sit on that exalted seat where you pronounce ultimate truth and then to offend God is, uh, I mean, Balram did it nicely. It's just too much. Balram took a little bit of kusha grass and kind of poked him, and he just changed body. So it was sort of a, I mean, if, if you can use the word, it was a almost like a nonviolent execution. And uh, Rome Harson probably didn't know it hit him, but he was removed. So next... Uh, uh, this is, again, some of you may have spiritual names, so I'm sorry, but this is the name that appears here, Silvia Rocio Mejia. Which are the characteristics of a yatra? From Srimad Bhagavatam 111.20. Quality Sunlaska of a yatra. I'm not sure how that relates to the verse, a Yatra, she said it was in the verse 20. Um, that word is not actually in the verse. Oh, maybe you mean like Ratha Yatra. Uh, if you mean like Ratha Yatra, Yatra uh, festivals, those are festivals. This is, I mean, it, it, obviously there's a similarity because, for example, in Ratha Yatra, Krishna is carried on a chariot. And so here in Lord Jagannath, so Krishna is Lord Jagannath, and he's personally coming now into the city. And so everyone's receiving him. So the festivals, if by the yatras you mean the festivals, they are reenactments 
they are ways of remembering and reenacting what Krishna actually did when he came to different places. So Sophie Castro, again, if you have a spiritual name, sorry. Uh, in one eleven twenty four, when seeing Lord Sri Krishna in one lifetime, do senses change from there or only the mind? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, seeing Krishna is a certainly a life-changing experience, and a person can never be the same. It, it, so as far as changing the senses, literally physically changing, uh, your spiritual senses become awakened. What are Krishna's admirers' types? Well, there's five rasas. What is the difference between a oh I see what is the difference between an admirer and a devotee of Sri Krishna? Uh, some people may admire Krishna but have not yet made the decision to dedicate their lives to him. That's the difference. Uh, uh, let's see, Krishna is Yogeshwara. Five eighteen sees with the same vision to sees everyone the same vision. Prostitute and a chandala with the same vision, but. The inhabitants of Dwarka deserving his greeting, despite being reciprocal, they should be considered devotees of the highest degree. I'm not sure if dog eaters are devotees of the highest degree. Uh, we really don't know how they got in that situation, what pastime they're performing, but um, generally devotees are known by their devotion. So we don't really get that information exactly how these different social classes, uh, what their spiritual level was. So I won't, uh, as we say, speculate about it. So uh, thank you all very much. And I don't see any more questions. So if there are more questions, someone needs to tell me very quickly. Uh, okay. So thank you very much. And hope we'll all be together next Sunday. Hare Krishna.